Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCarty, founder of plotplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You are listening to Rachel McCartain. I hope all is well wherever you are in the world. And you've all had a good week. So thank you for coming back and listening to part two. This little podcast is a follow-on from last week about muddled gardens and how we go about unmuddling them. And last week we discussed design layout and what I tried to talk through was actually how you can refocus back on some very fundamental, simple principles in order to make sure that your garden layout is designed for how you want to use it and we spoke a little bit about privacy and how making one part of the garden feel more private opens up the opportunities for space and improving the layout of your garden and then we talked about the vistas and the views that you could create as a result of that but not just from where you're sitting in the garden, also taking strategic views from the kitchen window or the sitting room window so that you look out and you look at something in the garden, but you've thought about it. You've thought about the view that you want to create from where you would be sitting. This week, I wanted to talk about from a design layout, how we can look at improving a planting layout and creating more impactful and enjoyable borders uh, in the garden without having to completely go out and spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on on plants again. Now, a lot of what I say, you can read about things on my website. There's lots of articles on there about planting and designing, and you can see a lot of the designs that I've created. Uh, So if you look at plantplots.com and have a look through all the things, there's all the garden designs and there's lots of helpful articles there for you. But one of the most important points um, that I'll be talking about today is is in my book, which is called I Want to Like My Garden. And at the back of the book, I created and devised a whole new way for non gardeners and non expert horticulturalists to plan the planting in their borders. So I hope you find it useful. But I will try and explain it in as simple a way as possible. So here goes. People write books on garden design, you know, and I'm trying to do this all in a podcast. You already have a garden full of plants. And one of the delights of gardening is going and buying the plants. And one of the downsides of gardening is that you've gone to garden centres and wandered around and seen all these beautiful plants that the garden centres are looking to sell. 
and you come back with one of these and two of those and a pink something that caught your eye in the garden centre and a red something and you come back home and you walk around the garden thinking oh where will I put this and where shall I put that and there's a hole and there's a gap and I can pluck them in there and unfortunately although that may look nice for a time sometimes it doesn't doesn't quite work and you end up with this sort of eclectic mix of plants all jumbled in together it's a bit of a pick and mix approach to, to gardening and the, the borders or the areas of the garden that you've got planting in never quite deliver and they don't balance out anymore. So I thought we'd talk about how you go about restructuring planting to give your garden more impact without having to go and buy new plants. What you need to do, that the primary fits, once you've just sort of thought through the layout, is actually then to go round your garden with pen and paper and you do a plant audit. Now, I accept that most of you won't know a great deal about the plants or what they are and you might even have not known what, what the plant is anymore, but that doesn't matter too much. So what you need to do is you need to go round and look at the plants that you've got and I want you to describe them in colour, how big they get or how big they are. So it can be sort of small, medium, tall, skinny, fat, dumpy. Use your words to describe the plant. Then is it growing well where it is? Does it look good? where it is so that what you will get is this list of plants now you might know the names you might not know the names and then if there's something that you really like about the plant write that next to it as well because this will identify why you bought the plant and it will also help you relay out your borders so what you will end up with is great big long list of plants that will say right i've got 10 blue things that grow to two inches tall um, but I never noticed the flowers because they're all covered by something else. And you can begin to understand what the plants are trying to do and whether they're delivering. Then, if you have climbing plants, if you can remember, go around and write down the climbing plants that you have or the things on the fences, how big those climbers are going to get. It might be that they would get to six meters or three meters or one meter. But if you suddenly find that you've bought climbing plants that get to six meters each and you've got 10 of them, that's 60 meters of plant. But if your fences are only 25 meters in, in length, you can see that you've actually got 35 meters of plants for which you haven't got space to grow them. So again, this will just give you an understanding of what you have already in the garden and whether it is something that you would like to keep or whether it maybe it's something that you could you can give to a neighbor or give to a friend or you might have to, to just get rid of. Now there will be obviously some plants in the garden that you can't move because they're just too big or they're trees or they're just too much work to try and get out. 
But with those plants, you then need to actually say what you like about them, what you dislike about them, what maintenance requirements they have, and what you need that plant to do. For example, you have a tall green shrub beside the fence. It's in a shady area. Now, this plant grows above the, the height of the, the fence and it stops the neighbor being able to overlook your part of the garden. So that, that plant has a purpose. But the downside of it is it's a big green plant and it doesn't do anything and it's, it's not the most attractive looking plant, but it serves a really useful purpose. So this identifies then the roles and the jobs that we need certain plants to do. And then we can sit there and think, okay, what is it that I can do to that plant to make that plant more attractive or nicer? Because I know the job it's got to do, I just want to make it look nicer when it is doing that job. Which in this case might be that you could grow a smaller climbing plant up through this particular shrub that flowers in the summertime and makes it look really nice. Having got your plant audit in place and you can see what you have, it'll begin to tell its own story. Now we have to start to reorder and restructure those plants and, and the layout of the borders. So this then comes to the design layout that we were talking about last week. But your garden now will hopefully have identified one main area of planting. And this is just where we're going to concentrate to start on, to bring the garden back, is this main area. Now, how you create an impactful border is by making that border have some depth. We all see people have lawns in the middle and they have little thin borders that run around the edges of the, of the fence, which is only deep enough for one plant. So what you end up is not having a, a border, you just have a line of plants planted next to each other and you can't get any form of structure. So we have to have a border that is at least a metre deep in places so that you can get some structure and some depth and some real impact because it's the border that you're going to look at. Really create one big impactful border. The plants that you have already got, we need to start thinking which ones are we going to put into this big, big border to really give it some clout. So you need to now categorise your plant audit and the main thing, the first point that you start with is colour. You can't have every single colour in the garden. It's, it simply doesn't work. So you need to start to limit your colour palette to those colours that you want to have. And I would always suggest that you have, with the base colour generally in the gardens are green, you have no more than three colours. Now, those three colours can be complementary or they can be contrasting. Don't have both. If you have a look on my website, plotplots.com slash muddledgardens, you'll see some style sheets of plants 
that I've used in border designs. I'll put some pictures up on there so you can see how things look together. And you'll see very much we try and keep to a, a, a colour theme. And as I said, if you very kind enough and go and buy my book, you'll see at the back of the book there's this whole section on the boxes method. And that will give you the shapes and the sizes of plants so that you can begin to redesign the borders. But the, the basic principle for getting any planting right in the garden is to have a loose plan or a theme in your mind. Most plants look nice together as long as you've got you, you've had a, a, a little think about things. And the best way that you can get them to look good is to have a reasoned colour theme throughout the course of the garden because that ties everything together. We notice colour really well. And so if you limit your smaller garden to a few, three main colours, you will find that the whole garden feels more connected with everything. If you then created, as I said in last week's podcast, some little vistas and views from your sitting room window, that there's just something that you notice and out of that window, it catches your eye. All the time you're going to be making your garden feel better, both from outside and inside. The worst mistake that everybody makes is to go out and buy on impulse and then try and find a place for something in the garden. So what you might need to do to rejig and, and renovate your garden is to actually consider the fact that you dig all the, you know, you will over a period, dig all the plants up, relay them out, remake new looks, as it were, set up new show performances in your main border, and then repeat plant those around the rest of the garden, because they will then link various areas together. It all sounds terribly designery, but it's not as complicated as it actually sounds. So go and have a, have a look at the website and hopefully that will then show you and give you some ideas for lovely planting combinations and various things that you can, you can do. I will post uh, pictures of the style sheets on my website plotplots.com. It'll be on the blog, which will be forward slash muddled gardens. So hopefully you will see pictures of style sheets that we've used and planting layouts so that you can get an idea of how you can put things together. But it's very, you know, as always, I mean, you can always email me, rachel at plantplots.com uh, with any of your questions. I'm happy to answer any. You can send me some pictures of your garden. That would be great. And as I said previously, this is the last episode in this current series of the Plotting Shed podcasting. We will be taking a little break until the new year uh, when we will come back. And this is where I am going to ask for you, all of you, for your help. Because what I'm planning on doing for series next year is to take your gardens. And so if you sent me a picture of your garden and saying, you know, what would you do here? Then all I would do is we're going to do some podcasts on actually some simple changes that you could make or some suggestions or different ways that you could change a garden to make it look in two or three different styles, for example, for which I need some gardens and pictures uh, sending through to me. So if over the course of the winter time you 
have a very bored moment and you suddenly think, do you know what? I'm going to send a picture of my garden in going, what would I do with this? And we can talk about it in a little series of podcasts to do a little critique of what might be wrong and how we could improve it and, and turn it around. So do please send some of those to me. I'll be delighted to receive them. Uh, Rachel at plantplots.com. Um, in the meantime, we will talk again in the new year and take care. Thank you very much for listening. And please do subscribe to the podcast so that when we issue the new series next year, it'll get a nice little email saying to you, we're back. Um, and you can listen to my ramblings all over again. Uh, you could also make any donations. They would all be hugely appreciated. There's a little button on my website where you can buy me a coffee. Um, so any donations, again, are always appreciated. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.